Welcome to the third episode of Libnani with Eli. This time of year is my favorite time of year. Why, you ask? Well, a festival that is near and dear to my heart runs during this time. As a self-proclaimed film aficionado, I wait impatiently for this festival, which has screened over 250 films from across the globe that have been filmed or based in Lebanon or have been made by Lebanese filmmakers. But like with all good things, the corona lockdown in Australia reared its ugly head and the 10th year anniversary of the Lebanese Film Festival had to be postponed. But today, Camille Latouf, the director and co-founder of the Lebanese Film Festival in Australia, joins me to discuss all things Lebanese film. Hello, Camille. Welcome to the show. Hello, Ali. Thank you so much for having us. Unfortunately, with this whole corona pandemic and lockdown, it has to be postponed. So could you just tell us That's what's right. happening at the moment? Well, at the moment, we this year was our 10th anniversary, so we were very much looking forward to having an event this year. We had all the usual big events planned and some great films and also some retrospective films, you know, allowing us to reflect on the last 10 years. And with the coronavirus lockdowns last year, we were unable to have our 2020 edition. So we thought, right, 2021 is going to be a cracker of a, an event, 10 years, and also coming back after COVID. So we you know, were busily planning away, ready to launch in July. But long behold, I think it was 26th of June, we fell into lockdowns and eventually that got extended to overlap with the festival time. Now, we weren't too concerned because we knew, you know, we had some other events in Canberra, for example, booked in in early September. So we thought, okay, well, at least those can go ahead. But, you know, the COVID lockdowns are now affecting a lot of the cities that we screen in. So for now, we're on a temporary pause. But we're hoping once we start to come out of lockdowns, we can get a clearer picture of what restrictions are and when people are comfortable going back to the cinemas and we'll start programming a series of events in the lead up to the full festival which will hopefully take place next year. Hopefully sooner than later because I absolutely love this festival and I'm sure I'm not the only one from the Lebanese community and People who are not even from the Lebanese community are very interested in this festival. I remember going in 2018 and I watched The Insults and Kafir Naum, which were both fantastic films, films. Fantastic films. And I remember the vibe in the cinema room. There's nothing like putting a bunch of Lebanese people <laughs> in one cinema room and sort of just immersing yourself in all the emotions and, and the remarks and the comments that people make. And if you could tell me in your own words, why do you think it's important to showcase Lebanese stories on screen to Lebanese and non-Lebanese audiences? It's a twofold thing. So one is for the Lebanese community here to constantly have exposure to what's happening in Lebanon, contemporary issues, and also understanding just how, how things are, are being perceived on the ground from different perspectives. You know, every filmmaker has their own perspective. And you know, we, get, we get this window into Lebanon that you know, we don't get to see through the news or we don't get to see through the media. I think film offers something you know, really different to that. And it's a great alternative perspective for the Lebanese community. And then for the Australian community, the non-Lebanese Australian community, I think there's real value in just sharing our stories and 
brings that real human element, I think, to community and makes us all remember how similar and how how together we can be. One big family, even just going out of the, the cinema room and, you know, you see people so excited to talk about it. And it was quite funny. I, I think I got the two different emotions from the insult where it was a bit more passionate and, you know, people just throwing out remarks, you know, the political character of that film. Precisely. Um, and then you have Kafranaum, which is like a, a super depressing and sad story. And I, I don't think there was a dry eye in that room. Um, no, definitely. One thing we love doing as a team, we try and be a little bit different than other film festivals. So when people come out, the team is there. We want to have a chat and hear what people are thinking and try and capture some of the emotion. I remember so many people coming out of Gafunaum in particular, you know, just stunned, didn't, didn't want to talk, were still processing everything. I think I was um, one so of really them. <laughs> had, yeah, probably. So it really had this powerful impact on people. It was amazing. And I remember even a non-Lebanese couple, they kind of stick in my mind. They just came out and we, we went up and said, hello, and how was it? And the lady just said, wow, I don't think I can talk. I just need to stand here and process it all. And she literally just stood there for a few minutes <laughs> quietly absorbing it. So, wow. yeah, really interesting reactions. And then, like you said, you know, films like The Insult, people do perceive them to be a little bit more politically motivated and that tends to fire up. A lot of our community in a good way you know people had great discussions and you know it was a lot more dynamic than Kafanaum so you know we love those reactions and engaging with people. When you decide these films and you make selections of these films in the Lebanese Film Festival how does that work what's the process like do you try and get a whole range of emotions and reactions and outbursts from the audience? I mean the films and what comes up that Often we find it reflects what's been happening in Lebanon. Yeah, there was one year, I think it was 2017 and 16 after the garbage crisis and people were just worn down. You know, a lot of films had a really negative, you know, depressing kind of tone to them. And then some years are a little bit more upbeat and dynamic. But we have a process where we've got a film panel. So we've got Jessica, our co-director, Ed Hanna, who's one of our judges, and also Elias Duma, who's in Lebanon. He's on the board of the Beirut Film Festival and he's got his own film show as well. So they collectively go through the films and they'll review them and pull a program together. I guess they're looking for good quality films, but we, we don't kind of go out of our way to find something that's going to be a, a tearjerker or, or make people laugh. That's all the bonus that comes uh-huh. after the process. I, I cried like a baby in Kafranaum. I admit it. That was just one of the saddest films. And for anyone who hasn't watched it, I highly recommend it. Both films, I think they were robbed of an Oscar. because they Oh, really exactly. Were Both fantastic. <laughs> they really were. Just touching on uh, what you were saying about the fact that these films and the selection process sort of mirrors what is happening in Lebanon and the Lebanese community. With these recent times, a lot, a lot has happened in Lebanon from the Beirut explosion, to the economic collapse, to the shortage of medical supply, the many problems that we hear and read about Lebanon. How do those things or how will those things affect the film production and funding? So Lebanon's film industry, a lot of the time, for the bigger films at least, a lot of funding is coming externally anyway. There isn't a strong government support, for example, for filmmaking in Lebanon. So 
a lot of the filmmakers have really good international networks and they can draw on that for resources for filmmaking. We're finding that that's continuing and there's still a good pipeline of films, a really strong pipeline as well. A lot of films are starting to reflect things like the explosion and all of that. They're moving into the final phase of production and we'll hopefully see some of that in 2022. But one thing that always impresses me is we get a lot of content from the universities. You know, there's the University of St. Joseph and Notre Dame University and the Lebanese University. They do really amazing films. And that's on the back of the resources of the university and the, the creativity of the students. You know, there's always such rich content coming out of those faculties as well. And that's always heartwarming. It just shows that a lot of the value of films is the storytelling rather than the financing that is needed to actually produce the films. So though, I don't know whether you've been to many of the short films, but you just get such a rich kind of variety of them. Some are really, really funny and some are really touching and, and some are just really artistic. So there's, there's great kind of experimentation that comes with those. And we're constantly in dialogue with the universities as well to make sure we're getting a lot of the student films that are coming through and showcasing as much of as those as possible. It's uh, such a great opportunity that Lebanese Film Festival gives to university students, up-and-coming film directors and producers, particularly in Lebanon, where it's a country, unfortunately, that they don't have many opportunities or avenues to produce their work or publish their work. And so I feel like the Lebanese Film Festival is a great contributor to showcasing young talents from the country. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, it's a huge aim for us, you know, If you relied on Netflix and SBS and all of that to show Lebanese content, you're only going to get a very limited picture of the rich array of film that's being produced in Lebanon. I mean, that was part of the driver as to why we started the festival. There was all this great content and we came across a couple of films. I think it was just on social media. And we thought, oh, it'd be so good if we could see this. And we emailed a few people to see if they could screen the film. Seeing all of this stuff being produced and not having an avenue to see it, that was what really drove us and kick-started the festival. This festival started back in 2011. How did that come about? Originally, there's a few really critical conversations that we had that really helped put this on the radar. So one of them was council. So we emailed through... There's a big Lebanese community here. Do you guys have anything that can support this initiative? And somebody wrote back saying, you know, no, we're not in the business of running film festivals, but we've got this grants program and you can look into that. And council have been supporting ever since through that program, which has been really appreciated. And then the second kind of big conversation was with John Gibran, who runs the Lebanese restaurant in Mount Lewis. We were at the restaurant. We thought, oh, it'd be great if we could just show these films here. You know, it's a nice boutique kind of space. Let's talk to the owner. So he came out and we pitched the idea. We thought he was just going to laugh at us or something, but he was really supportive and said, no, whatever you want to do, I'll back you up if you want to do things here. So the um, Lebanese spirit. uh, It's fantastic. And just through that conversation, we met so many other people as well, which is really good. But in our first year, we had a little screen set up upstairs in the restaurant and had Meza and popcorn and all of that, where people could watch a couple of the films, which is fantastic. So, yeah, that was another kind of really critical conversation that, that helped us get going. And then Jessica 
bumped into Brian Brown. I think she attended one of his lectures and she followed him after the lecture and told him about the festival. And Brian Brown's a, an ex-Bank Sound boy, so she used the hook that we're Bank Sound based and Brian couldn't say no after that. So, um, yeah, those kind of three things really helped. And after all of that, we thought, okay, well, we've got all these people on board. We have to put something on now. And and that's really how it all fired up. I love the idea of eating Meza while watching (laughs) the films. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. It always brings people together, you know, food and art. And I think we have so much to be proud of as a Lebanese community, even seeing through all the adversity and all the challenges that the Lebanese community faces. And yet we're able to produce some incredible Oscar international level films. With regards to the other Lebanese film festivals around the world, is there any connection between them and the Australian Lebanese Film Festival? Yeah, so the, there's a Lebanese, there's obviously the Lebanese Film Festival in Lebanon and a few film festivals that run in Beirut and Tripoli. So we're in constant communication with them, particularly in terms of making sure you know, we've got an ear to the ground to get quality content and we know what's happening pre-coronavirus as well, mostly Jess, but as much as possible, we're trying to get over there as well and network in Lebanon and also at the Cannes Film Festival where Lebanese filmmakers from across the world, again, are are there to to meet and network and all of that. Last year, the Lebanese Film Festival also started up in France as well. So we've been, at the moment, it's just a partnership. So because we haven't been able to run, there hasn't been too much exposure or celebration of that but hopefully that can build over time we've definitely got the foundations there and supporting each other when we can and the Lebanese Film Festival in Canada as well part of the organizing committee is a good contact of ours in Lebanon so there's a good network there that we hope will grow and can only get better I think the gift that keeps on giving and I look forward to seeing it all The great thing on that with Lebanese, I think whenever you meet another Lebanese, no matter where you are, I think there's that tendency to connect, which is great. I don't know how many cultures or communities have that. And I think for Lebanese, that's something that's really valuable and just draws people together. It's so true. They're always asking him an Aya Daya. What area? Exactly. Are you from? What village? Oh, you know this person, you know that person. Oh, yeah, we know. Exactly. <laughs> and then you find that everyone's related somehow. It's always somebody that knows somebody. And Everyone knows. Great. I know recently the Batroun Film Festival was running and I took a look at the trailer and it looked really, really incredible. And for those who are listening and uh, interested, I will share the trailer on my profile. Will we see some of those type of films that are showcased in these film festivals? Yeah, definitely. So pre-coronavirus as well, Jessica and Ed actually went to the Batroun Film Festival. And they're in contact with the organisers of that as well. So this is why we network constantly with the other festivals, just to make sure that we are yeah, having access to that content. Brilliant. Something to look forward to. Yeah. And Camille, now I want to ask you more about you and your connection to Lebanon. First, before we go into that, what are your favourite films? I think Where Do We Go Now for me is probably the standout. It's a Nadine Lubbocky film. It was the one that she directed before Gafurnal. One thing I really love about just Lebanon in general is that it's so diverse. There's different communities. There's the Christian and Muslim communities. And I think that blend 
like when you go to Beirut, it's such a rich tapestry of people. And I love that. You don't know what people are. You don't know what their background is. You know, just in the, the architecture of Lebanon, the, the social dynamics, religion's always there and it's prevalent, but people are living together side by side. And that's what I really love about where do we go now? It just puts these two communities in a small village together and then is able to spin it comically and then there's drama, there's emotion. That's probably the standout for me, I think. Highly recommend that one. Okay, I'll yeah. definitely be checking that one out. With your points on the fact that religion is included in these films, me personally, I feel like it really gives that extra layer and on the surface type of themes and topics that are discussed. And I think it creates also its own genre in a way, this Lebanese film festival and the Lebanese art that comes from it. It has its own character. Could you explain more about the the themes, the, the Lebanese themes that are uncovered or delved into yeah i think definitely religion is one of them more so than a lot of other national cinemas at least the ones i've seen anyway when you think of italian film or french film or greek film when you compare those to lebanon lebanon's got such a rich religious diversity where there's large minority communities and they're all contributing it's all very public as well so i think that's something quite unique to lebanon even compared to other Middle Eastern films where you don't have, say, a big Christian community. I think in Lebanon, that's all at the surface. And not in a bad way, I think it's celebrated. It's something that adds to the Lebanese sense of identity, which is great. The other one that comes up a lot, probably a little bit more on the depressing side, is war and conflict, particularly political conflict. That's something that comes up quite a bit. But you do sense there is this suffering and this underlying concern for the future of Lebanon and where things are heading. I find that's a theme that is constantly coming up year on year. And that will ebb and flow. As I said, in after the 2015 events in Lebanon, there was a lot about environmental issues and governance. And now I'm sure we're going to see a lot on the, the Beirut blast and, again, corruption and all of that. You know, the politics, the conflict that always has some underlying role in film, I think. And the other thing the films constantly do is just show some of the raw bits of Lebanon that maybe non-Lebanese are not aware of, the villages, the mountains, the beautiful city alleyways and things like that. And sometimes they're not the postcard shots, but I think that's great. You can kind of go into these side streets in Lebanon and really go feel for how people are living and what the built environment is like. I'm an urban planner by trade, so they're the things I love. I love seeing, you know, feeling like you're there in amongst the people in a suburban alleyway. It's a very interesting point that you raise with regards to these themes in Lebanese films because there are some people who would say it's wrong or it's not a good thing to be showcasing things like war in movies and in TV series because it glamorizes the event. It has two sides to the coin where, you know, you have these people who say that it's glamorizing the event, but then others who say, well, it's important to showcase these things for addressing the issue and raising awareness of what's happening in Lebanon. What are your thoughts about the idea of these type of topics being showcased in film? I think it's important to share those perspectives and yes you know there's filmmakers that might glamorize aspects of it or might downplay the suffering but I think it's important that we understand how people are living and what are the realities you know these filmmakers that this is their perspective of life in Lebanon or what certain issues are prevalent today 
I think it's important to understand that, you know, yes, the war may have been you know, 30 years ago now uh, or ended 30 years ago, but there's still a legacy there. Lebanon's a country that went through a civil war but then never had a reconciliation. There was never a process of actually looking back and reviewing and thinking about how do we do things better. That's right. Yeah, when you think of the former Yugoslav state, they've been going through that process. There's international courts. There's been things that have helped the community process all of the events. Lebanon hasn't had that. We kind of just, I mean, when you think of at the political level, just kind of the war happened and those people are still in power and they're still having an influence. So I think it's important to keep raising these issues from that perspective. But then also the war still has significant impacts on the day-to-day lives of people. Lebanon's one of a handful of countries at most that don't have full electricity. The electricity grid isn't powered up. I know in our village, things like water, you know, the necessities are still being funded by the community around the world who are supporting their villages in the absence of the government doing a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. So I think those day-to-day realities, and they're all legacies of the war, are important to bring to light and let people experience it. I mean, even when you're in a film and the electricity turns off um, in the film. It's quite an immersive you know, experience. <laughs> exactly. And it might just be a comic part of the film or it might just be a subtle hint to, to what's going on, but it just makes people realise what is happening, what is the reality. And if we're not in tune to it, I think it's easy for us to forget or take what we have for granted as well. I like what you said about that. In my first episode of this program, I discussed this idea that we haven't had proper closure or reconciliation of the past. And definitely, I believe that these ideas of trauma from the war, it does carry on in our very fabric as Lebanese people. Even if we didn't live through the war, we've heard all the stories from our parents and it's been passed on from generation to generation. And we live with those things. We live with those stories. And so I think there is that place in film to showcase these stories because it's so part of us. Oh, exactly. And for me, I mean, my dad's family, for example, they left Lebanon well before the war. It was, I think, after World War One, and they were in Senegal in West Africa for a couple of generations. And my mum's family as well, they left in 1970. So again, before the war. So for me, as someone whose parents weren't directly engaged in the war, you know, I learned a lot through film. It's been a huge part of me understanding how it's impacted people and how it's had a legacy on Lebanese life day to day. And if it wasn't for film, I would be relying just on reading material or or what you see in the media. So it's great to see that day-to-day impact it has on people. Entertaining and educational, I find these uh, films for the Lebanese, for the non-Lebanese, for the ones who've experienced war, for the ones who haven't experienced war. It's all about sharing that knowledge. And it's really incredible that we have an avenue like the Lebanese Film Festival that does something like that. Camille, with your connection to Lebanon, how does your travels to Lebanon compare or contrast to the themes and ideas that you see in the films? Great question. So I think when I go to Lebanon, one thing I love doing, again, it's probably the the planner in me, I love um, walking Beirut kind of as a when you think of an architectural plan you always have a section of a building which is you know it's like you're dicing a building in half and I love to do these walks of Beirut where you walk from one side of the city to the other you know the east to the west and you walk through downtown which is really glamorous 
And then you've got East Beirut, which is Ashrafi and that kind of area. And then you've got the West, which is Hama, and you've got the university and all of that. And I love doing those walks because I feel like you do get immersed in a lot of the themes that you see in the film. So you see all the war-torn buildings. You see the, the demographic divide that's so stark between East and West Beirut and also the rebuilding process. So a lot of the heritage is being lost over time. You see these great old you know, terraces that, that look fantastic, probably you know, pre-French colonialism and all of that, just great old buildings. And then you see these glitty skyscrapers next to them or four or five of these buildings kind of fenced off ready to be demolished. So you just see there's such a dynamic mix of things that are happening. And I think when you do that cross-section in a day or in a few hours, it's just such a great experience to soak that all in. And I think it's you do grab bits and pieces from all the themes that you get in the films. There's some of the suburbs with, you know, there's great little main streets and cafes and things like that where old ladies are talking to each other from the balconies. And then you've got the more glitzy parts of town that it's like the war never happened, basically, and people are living completely different parallel lives. So that's one thing I love doing when I go there because you do get that that dynamic and rich kind of experience that comes out in the films. And with your architecture background, you have that deeper layer into analysing the, the different structures and the elements of, for example, Beirut, which is sort of a fusion of the Western and the Eastern elements all in one place. Yeah. And maybe from an architectural point of view, it would be so interesting, just like how the film combines these two ideas, these sort of conflicting worlds together. Oh, exactly. Even the way people communicate and the way they're engaging with each other and the different layers of lives that are going on, if that makes sense. You know, you've got people in their bubbles that are mixing and engaging in different ways. For me, Lebanon is so special because it's so unexpected. It's so unexpected. Every corner is you're going to find something that you were not planning such a wonderful contribution that you make to the Lebanese community by showing a piece of the Lebanese on the screens. And I think we need more recognition and we need to embrace those things. And I think what you're doing is incredible and I wish you continued success. Thank you, Ellie. And and also with what you're doing, hopefully there's more people that are are proud about showcasing Lebanon and um, celebrating everything it has to offer not uh, worrying about the the negative media attention we get sometimes and all of that. So it's a, a shared goal that hopefully more people work towards over time. Amen. Amen. Camille, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Billy. Really.